Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am Oz. And here we are another week talking San Jose Earthquakes, talking MLS. Talking sadness, really. This is, is if if that if quake season continues to go like this, this is quickly gonna turn into like a psychology podcast of me just trying to figure out myself, just having a you know existential crises of uh, what what are all the San Jose earthquakes? Are they even a soccer team? Are they that good? But currently, at the moment, it's still a soccer podcast. So so yay for that. But anyway, so uh, before I get into this show, I want to welcome back anybody, uh, anyone who's been listening or any new listeners to please follow me on the social medias at Baldini 10 on Twitter at FWH podcast on Instagram. Now that the quakes are back at home, posting more stuff up there. Um, again, I don't know where you listen. If you're listening to this podcast, click it on my Twitter link. I suggest that you you follow on on a podcast. On a podcatcher, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify. This podcast is available on all of those. On uh, again, iTunes. I don't know if I said iTunes. Sorry, iTunes. But subscribe. Subscribe. That way, any anytime a new episode comes out, it goes right directly to your phone, to your computer, wherever the hell you are. You just hit play and you consume, baby. Um, but yeah, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the fucking show. And... Ooh. Man, I I I I came into the show thinking, you know what? I can easily get pushed to negativity. I easily go to the dark side. Uh I've been working with Quincy trying to get this podcast going for him, and he is the most positive person I've ever met. He always finds a positive angle to every single thing. It's absolutely zero effort for him to find the positivity in anything. And so I am I am working on that. I, I'm using his techniques. I am doing the Ameriquois process. Y'all y'all motherfuckers will hear what that is pretty soon once that once that episode starts coming out. But it's been hard, man. <laughs> As a San Jose Earthquakes fan, it's been hard. And I'm the dude, if you go back to previous episodes, I'm the one that was saying, Hey, it's gonna take Starry a while. It's gonna take this team a while to coalesce. There's gonna be some bad times. They're playing on the road a lot. There was two, two uh, bye weeks in the first month. It's it, it's been a there's a World Cup in the middle of this. You know, it, it's been a bit untraditional. I've been the one saying that. Hey, you know, let's not judge this based on on the couple weeks performance. The team made the playoffs last year, got fucking dominated, but there it was going somewhere. It looked like it was going somewhere. They they bring in a, a solid coach from Europe, one of these what looks like an up and coming star, up and coming starry. What the fuck, up and coming starry, an up and coming starry in the European coaching scene. They make some they make some signings, you know. They they, they bring in Quintana because you know now that Muma's gone, you you needed somebody there to to fill that space that Muma took up. Muma just took up. A giant chunk of fucking space, and he was an excellent leader. I remember when when Bingham first came up. When Bingham first came up, uh, took over for for Bushy there, and that first year, Bingham looked lost and scared when it came 
to having to deal with the defenders. Our defenders are old, tough motherfuckers by trade. Like, those dudes are not friendly dudes. That's that's not their job. They're, um, and Bingham, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know Bingham personally, but that first year, he, you could tell that you know, Muma would, would get, you know, would command him. Tell him, no, you want me to stand here? I think I should stand here. And Bingham, Bingham would, would be okay with that. Took him a couple of years, and, you know, third year, I would show all of a sudden, Bingham was directing shit. Bingham was getting in his defenders' faces. Bingham was, again, was making it work. Well, again, what I'm trying to get at is that it takes a while. It takes a while. And, and to lose a person like Muma, who was such a leader, such a, a, de- a developer, I, I saw him develop David Bingham. I mean, I, I, like I said, I am not. this is not a technical soccer show. I'm not here to give you any stats or anything, but I'm going to later on in the show. <laughs> I mean, it's just wins and losses, goals, for scores against. But but I saw it over, over several years. I saw the interactions. I saw them at warm-ups. I saw them at halftime. I saw them after games. I saw them, uh, well, before games is warm-ups, during games. And at one point, Bingham grew up, and it was Muma that was teaching him. He was his coach i mean i'm sure bingham will sit here and, and give you way more you know I'm, I'm not trying to speak for the man but I, I saw i saw that growth so so what i'm trying to get at is is, is losing muma was huge you you lost not just a strong presence in the defense that was fucking fearless that would tackle anybody and kick the ball straight into fucking santa clara if he had to but you lost the knowledge base you lost somebody saying, you know, telling the keeper, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And having enough, you know, being able to drop his pride to say, at one point, you're the leader. You have to make these decisions. And so, so it, it, you know, bringing in Quintana, while I have not been a particular fan of his play on the on the pitch, he's also young. He's also young, and and these you know two young cats going at it. it it'll be hard to listen to one, you know. When Muma's like, "I'm in my mid thirties. I've been doing this shit for a long fucking time." You listen to what the fuck I'm saying. If what I say is wrong, you blame me. If there's something to that than than having a first year guy trying to be that guy taking up that space. So so I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I've been this guy that's been trying to be positive. That's saying that this is a, a major shift in, in in what this team is and what this team might be. But at this point in the season, you know, over a quarter of the point into the season, I don't know what this team is or what it might be or what it can be. I know it can't defend. I know that for sure. This team can't defend, and it still scores at the same rate that it's been scoring, which was never very spectacular anyway. So what what does that what does that leave us at? I don't know. I don't know. But again, be, uh, like I said, I, I don't, I'm not a big stat guy, and I don't know enough about soccer to to say these stats matter or not. But I was just curious. Uh, again, coming off of 
of uh, yesterday, yesterday being uh, Saturday, June 9th, first time ever LAFC came to Avaya, and they won 4-3. to three. Seven goals. It was a back-and-forth game. It was, it was a great game. That rivalry just started. NorCal SoCal rivalry. It didn't. It didn't take any fucking time. Um. So I was curious a- after 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 last night's loss, where are they? Where are the Quakes? That and I don't want to talk too much about the environment because it's fucking fun. It's Avaya. I love Avaya. They put wooden stands where u- the ultras are now, and it just gives a little bit more. Uh, more bass it's it's a deeper it's a deeper thing when they're jumping around you boom 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 but at one point man at one point that some someone started a beat la chant that just went throughout the stadium and that was one of the loudest times i've ever heard that stadium and everybody was doing the beat la chant everybody was doing the beat la chant ultras try to jump in right afterwards where we don't give a fuck about la but Parents aren't gonna allow that shit. Parents are not gonna allow it, sirs. But that was uh, anyway. That was one of the lightest chants uh, uh, I've heard out of Iowa with the giant proportion of the stadium all together. That being said, LAFC had their fucking visitors stand a packed, packed, packed. You don't see that very often. You see that Portland, Seattle, maybe Portland and Seattle. Even see even at that Seattle is not not that much. It, um, Sacramento, it was a friendly I think last year. Sacramento, fuck! Shout out to fans Sacramento. The motherfuckers packed that shit. And they were loud as fuck. I was I was at the other end at the at the bar end of the stadium for that game, and I could not hear the ultras. The Sacramento fans were fucking loud. So shout out Sacramento. Them motherfuckers br- brought crew, but usually. Again, Portland, Portland, Seattle, L.A. Dude, L.A. Not they haven't played that many games out of Via. Usually, when they play Galaxy, it's at it's at Sanford, and yeah, the fucking Angel City Brigade, where the fuck they call themselves, show up, do stupid ass shit, get thrown out right before the game. It's fucking dumb. Oh, we're just throwing hot dogs and, and sodas at people. Why why are we getting thrown out? Why are the sheriffs talking shit to us? Like, stop fucking throwing shit, motherfuckers. Anyway, whatever. If I throw shit at your stadium, I get throw it out. I'm not going to bitch is what I'm trying to say. Anyway. Anyway. Let's get into these stats. So the Quakes, again, like I said earlier, we're about quarter of the way into the season. The Quakes seem to have been having a bad home season so far. So I decided to look into the stats and see what they said. You know what they said? They agreed. The stats fucking agree. The Quakes are having a terrible home season. So far in 2008, the Quakes have played six home games. They have a record of one win, four losses, and one tie. Get the fuck out of here. One win, four losses, and one. This is one of the the biggest home lopsided uh, home field advantages leagues in the world. In the fucking world. The world, Craig, not just the city, the world. But anyway, so that record is 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 stunning, is stunning in itself. And on top of that, it's the San Jose Earthquakes who have historically done great at home. That's the only place Quakes win. Quakes don't win on the road. 
Quakes don't tie on the road. Quakes get dominated on the road. So Quakes want to win. Quakes win at home. So far in 2008, they've won one home game, which was that first game against Minnesota, which if that game was three minutes longer, they would have at least tied it and possibly lost it. And and then we're looking at, at, at some dismal numbers. But anyway, in 2018, the Quakes are 1-4-1. and one. They have 10 goals for themselves. They've scored 10 goals at home. They've conceded 14. They've conceded 14 fucking you know. Again, this is six games. They play 17 games at home. There's 11 more home games, man. There's 11 more home games, which in previous years, you'd be like, all right, you know what? This team might might maybe we'll pull some fucking rabbit out their ass. But at this point, if you if you do the whole the old projections, and I'm not a mathematician, I may have done these projections wrong, but the way I, uh, according to my projections, the Quakes are projected to score 28 goals at home, which is pretty neat. If you look at last year, you know how many goals they scored at home? 28. They scored 28 goals at home last year, and that was a playoff team. They made the playoffs. Got fucking mollywopped in the playoffs. But they made the playoffs. But the optimism was there. And they scored 30, uh, 28 goals at home. That's all. That's all. 28 goals at home. And they got into the playoffs. They gave up all of last year is 21. 21 goals to opposing teams. They gave up 21 goals. They, were, they had a plus seven goal differential at home. They were 10-2-5. They lost two games. They lost two games in all of 2017. They've already lost four this year with 11 more games to go. They've already lost four home games with 11 more to go. And, and like I said, they've already conceded 14. They've already conceded 14 in those six games. So you project that out, that's, that means they're, they're projected to concede 40 40 at home. I don't think the Quakes have scored 40 goals since 2012. Total. Um, and they're they're on their way to conceding 40 at home. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I am not. Uh, I'm not a technical soccer podcaster. I'm not here to say that. Moving somebody to left back or center back, whatever the fuck midfielder is going to make a difference. But I don't think those numbers are good. I don't think those numbers mean show any potential. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe the quicks got something to their sleeve. It looked like they're they're about to sign some some central um, central defender. And like I said, be, being somebody that is not the most expert on soccer technicalities, I've been I've been hearing about the the Quake signing this this player that's gonna make a difference since fucking innocent. And like, uh, and again, I don't know when I mentioned, but all innocent gave us was was a great goal in Seattle, and that's it. Two, I think he may have two that game, but one was good. One one was a great goal, but but. That was it. 
That's what that million dollars a year got us. And this year, you know, who, who was it? Hoosen? Hoosen's trying trying his best. He's supposed to be the, the this this big poacher scorer attacking. But any I mean and I don't know why he's just singled out Hoosen. Hoosen's just about the only goddamn worker. He's like boxer in fucking Animal Farm. I'm like, what the fuck can I do? But anyway, I I'm thinking, what 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 can this team do? Is this team going to spend big and you know go the way that the rest of MLS is going? Go the way that LAFC, Atlanta United are going with with spending big on the coaching side and then finding this young talent and, and and spending on them are, are the quakes going to be this team that, that develops talent internally. And, and there's what? 9 million people in the Bay area. A lot of immigrants in there. A lot of people that love soccer. A lot of people that grow up playing soccer. Are the quakes going to be this team that, 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 that you know, cultures or develops that culture. It'll be like the, the Chivas type shit of the Bay Area, where they get players from the Bay Area and then they develop them, and that's what they do. Or is this going to be a team that is owned by an absentee owner that is just sitting on it and 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 watching the value go up? The Quakes don't have to win any fucking games. They don't have to win any MLS Cups for their value to go up. The, the value is going to go up naturally. As FCC, FCC, FC Cincinnati, where the fuck just joined the league? Guess what? Quake's value just went up. Sacramento is begging, chomping at the bit to join the league. Guess what? Earthquake's value is about to go up. LAFC joined the league. Brand new badass stadium. Got Will Ferrell and all this shit. Mia Hamm as, as owners. Guess what? Quake's value went up. Lou Wolf doesn't have to do shit. Lou Wolf doesn't have to produce a team that wins. He doesn't have to produce a team that's fighting our MLS uh, Cubs. He doesn't have to make a team that is producing players that's fighting them locally. He doesn't. He already owns the... He's got the Golden Goose, which is owning the team. These teams are... it's, It's like buying fucking Google stock in fucking 1999. I don't know who you are, but here's a thousand dollars, and they gave you, you know, twenty shares of stock. Well, whatever number of shares of stock, and you ain't gotta do shit. Your 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 initial thousand dollar investment made you a fucking millionaire. Doesn't mean you're a shrewd businessman or, or know anything about that. Lou Wolf, again, Lou, Lou Wolf is a shrewd businessman. And he took a risk at the perfect time, and it's working out for him financially. But it's absolutely not working out for the fans, for the team. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. You, the San Jose, San Jose just—it's—it's it's got a mil, a million people live within the city, within the fucking city. You live a million people. Your stadium seats eighteen thousand. But that's a hockey town. It's a hockey town. And you can't fight that? But really what I'm trying to get at is what, what I'm trying to dance around is is that Lou Wolf needs to sell the team. 
or or I don't know if Lou Wolf needs to sell the team or or if someone needs to do some fucking hostile takeover type shit. But th- that this owner, this absentee owner bullshit, is unacceptable. He, he owns one other Bay Area team. He owns one other Bay Area team. Anybody that doesn't know, that's the Oakland Athletics. No disrespect to the Oakland Athletics. I love them. Uh, you know, Ricky Henderson, Mark McGuire. I'm old as fuck. I know all those cats. Giants fan, but they, they were the East Bay. They were the AL team. I never had beef with them. But ever since Lou Wolf took them over, they are... They, they get a manager that can cobble together a team and find players out of a trash heap and make them good, and then they sell them. They never been past the, the, the first round of the playoffs. You know? Hell, when they did recently, there was motherfucking sewage backing up. And it was an AL championship, and they had sewage backing up into the visitor team's locker room. How fucking embarrassing is that? And you know who's tasked on fixing that? The ex-president of the San Jose Earthquakes. He built Avaya, so Lou Wolf hired him or, or moved him over to see if he could get that Oakland Stadium built. Dog. None of the moves this motherfucker's done is about making these teams better. They're all financial decisions. And again, granted, they are very shrewd financial decisions, and a lot of them work out positively. But I'm paying... $250 more for a beer since the stadium opened three years ago, four years ago. And we have one playoff win on the road or one playoff game on the road and it was a fucking blowout. I don't know how he justifies that. And, and again, and this is another one where I don't mean to be a dick and call out though the sports media, but the Bay Area sports media, first of all, doesn't give a shit about soccer. They don't give a fuck about soccer. Second of all, it's always been a pretty friendly media. Um, you, you look at the New York media, who is just, I'm not saying that this is what I want Bay Area to become, but the New York sports media is just savage. Savage. When it comes to the teams not performing. When, when, when teams are failing, the Sharks... The the Las Vegas Knights were were a couple three games away from being Stanley Cup. The the, Stan, the Las Vegas Knights have a Stanley Cup as many Stanley Cup game wins as the San Jose, San Jose Sharks. And they've they've played one year in the league, and so I don't know. I don't mean, I don't mean to turn that into shitting on fucking San Jose, but. This team, I don't know. The, you know, the, the, the Sharks have been being mediocre all these years, and sports media is not. I don't know. I, I don't want to turn this into me shitting on the sports media of the Bay Area, but but but, and, and I don't I don't mean to call them soft. That that that's not that's not what I'm doing at all. Because that, that's a bullshit term. What the fuck does that even mean? But but let's be honest. They're, they're not that aggressive when it comes to, to, to forcing these kind of tough questions. There's 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 already... There, and there's, nowadays, there's too many teams. There's too much fucking talent. 
Why why try to force the the, the giant's hand or the the front offices to do something when the warriors are are dominating? That's where the story's at. Who the fuck cares? And lost in this whole mix is is the San Jose earthquakes. And who gets fucked fucked over is us the fans. But anyway, basically what I'm trying to get at, Lou, Lou Wolf needs to sell this team. I'm not even I'm not calling for Star A out. I'm not saying Fiorinelli out. Lou Wolf needs to sell this team. That's the bottom line. This ain't gonna fix with with a different coach. This ain't gonna fix with a different general manager. This this team needs to get with the, the new the new identity of the league. And it needs to find an identity for itself. We're we're gonna continue to this team is not it should not be the fucking Oakland A's of baseball. And and I don't mean to, to shit on the Oakland A's. Is there a bug in I think there might be a bug in my beer. But I don't know. This ain't cutting it. This ain't cutting it, and I love this team, and, and I'm never going to stop loving this team and supporting this team, but this is absolute bullshit. And for any of the players and coaches to come out and say anything different is is them just lying to themselves and to the fans. This is bullshit. This is unacceptable. But it's going to have to be acceptable, and I don't think it's going to change. And it won't change with a new coach. Again, it won't change with a new general manager. It won't change with Lionel fucking Messi on the squad. It's going to change with a new owner. This It starts from the top. Shit rolls downhill. And if Lou Wolf is up there with his pants down, taking a shit at the, at the top of Mount Diablo, everybody's getting dirty. You know, so that's what's got to change. But anyway, I mean, this team is 11 points away from the last playoffs. Well, they're four wins away from the final playoff spot. A quarter of way into the season. The season's done. There's no playoffs. There's no playoffs coming. That That's not what it is. This team is playing for pride. This team is only playing for pride right now. There is no talk of playoffs. There's no talk about ain't no MLS Cup. None of that. Fuck no. Fuck no, this team is playing for pride and not get embarrassed and to reload for next year. What is it going to be? New coach, new general manager, new whole fucking starting 11? I don't know. I'm not the guy that's here qualified to say that, but I'm here to tell you that that's what something has to happen. The way this team is currently put together is not a successful MLS team. It's not. The players are better than what they're playing. The coaches are, are better than the tactics they're putting out there. But it's not coming together. The, we're, we're trying to make one puzzle out of, out of four different puzzle pieces, you know? This is a terrible analogy, but I'm upset. Anyway, thanks for listening. Next home game is uh, coming up Wednesday. That's pretty cool, man. Really quick, you... you you're not going to fix anything, but you, you can make fans feel better. You got another home game, back-to-back home games. Yeah, you lost. Uh, who's going to show up? Who's going to show up, man? Wednesday. This coming up Wednesday, June June 3rd. That's wrong. June 13th. June 13th, they're playing New England Revolution. New England is fifth in the East. You got a record of 6-4-5, and five, one, two, three away. You know, they're... Typical again. They're not MLS teams are not good away. That that's just what it is. Uh, unless you play at Avaya, apparently. 
But can we change that? Can we change that? Can we can can we fix that, Quakes? That being said, you haven't been out to Hawaii yet, haven't been to one of San Jose Earthquakes game. I highly recommend it. I mean, even though they lost last night, there were seven goals scored. Game was back and forth. It it was LA, San Jose. There's just when those two cities go at it and fucking scrabble, it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, yeah. So so come out, come out to a game. Follow me at Baldini10 on Twitter at FWH Podcast on Instagram. Follow the Instagram, subscribe, review, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell podcasts are found. And we'll catch you next week. Hopefully, hopefully with, with better with better stories, man. Better tunes. Latest.